Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is with me. I think you used a little bit too much of the sanitizer. I'm going to be overcome. I everything in here this morning, <laughs> as I do every morning. It bleach and alcohol mixed. It's a noxious fume. I have to wear a gas mask. I in think here. it's the smell of health. Is it? <laughs> it smells healthy. It smells healthy. Boy, you're right. smelling healthy. I'll tell you what, Joe. You're smelling healthy today. How about that? All right, smelling healthy, as opposed to selling Helen, which is a separate individual. Yes, I believe it is. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We always start out with a reduced amount of frivolity during the coronavirus <laughs> outbreak. That on, was frivolity, was it? Uh, it's pretty bleak, eh? <laughs> oh, that's not it's my definition best. of it. Hey, how about these? Let teachers. We've got to talk about them. Yeah, I think Sealers Grove's doing the same thing. They're having a parade Good. down there, okay. too. Well, Isn't that a great idea? Yeah. Nice of the teachers to do that. We've got to do something. Plus, we've got to over-report it because we need some good news around here. Well, Maybe would... we should have a parade for all our fans and listeners. So we ride past Kevin's house and back to here. That's right. it. That's okay. it. Okay. We know he's listening, but I honestly don't know if anyone else is. So, oh, well, we'll find we out. We know we had. Look at all the calls we had yesterday. Right. Well, no, I'm serious. We have, we have a lot of good listeners. We're very grateful for that. Thanks for joining us. We got a lot of extra listeners on Alexa too. Thanks to many people listening online. Uh, there may be some people on the periphery of our area that aren't hearing quite as well as they typically do. So we are on uh, low power night powder, or what we call it around here, and that is because. Uh, we have a, just a very slight transmitter dilemma. Or, uh, the gerbils are apparently just plain exhausted. So once we get them the right amount of sweet feed, they'll be back to normal, and uh, we'll be up to power have shortly. Have you tested them for the coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, they just look tired, that's all. So, but they got that uh, little spinning wheel going as fast as they can. So we'll be up to full power soon. And uh, the rest of the time, of course, always listen on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Make sure Alexa's up to speed and is as smart as humanly possible. Listening to WKOK, and you can just listen right off of WKOK.com if you got a laptop or a phone you want to listen on. A lot of folks still use TuneIn. We've switched primarily to the app, but TuneIn still works. So uh, we're on the radio for you. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, and while they're not going to sell you a new car today, Kyle Alexander wants you to remember him because he says there is a Ford with your name on it. Ernie and Austin are over there, and they say there is a Kia with your name on it. Jeff Clock has your F-150 picked out, and Jason Benfer has your Lincoln, and all of them can put you in a Hyundai or a Kia and take good care of the Sunbury Motor Company. I give you their names just so you know that there are individuals behind all of these fabulous things that happen at the Sunbury Motor Company, the Mertz family, of course, another name to know around here 
are just uh, ultra generous individuals, and they are working hard. And so keep those names, Jason, Jeff, Ernie, Austin, and Kyle, handy. Uh, and then you can still go to the quick lane. Maybe you want a new car, but your old one's busted, so you got to wait a little bit. We'll go to the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. First of all, they'll pump you up with nitrogen, and that'll make your tires run longer, last longer, and uh, make sure that they run cooler in the summertime. There's less temperature change between seasons. They can get your vehicle aligned. The body shop is open. Put four, four, four rubber all the way around if that's what you need, but they'll take good care of you at the Sunbury Motor Company. So please uh, check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, we have a guest lined up. We'll introduce him in a moment, but when the time comes, our toll-free line will be open. You can call 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. Uh, we have asked for and received a call from Billy Allred. Uh, he is a union township supervisor around here. He is a Republican candidate, a former Republican candidate for Union County Commissioner, brought his uh, common-sense conservatism to the political race, and uh, in a two-way race, uh, came in a very close third. So and the, there was definitely a call for his kind of uh, out-of-the-box thinking, if you will. He also happens to be president of the Union County Association of Township Officials. So You realize Bill, what you said? No. You said Billy, in a two-way race, finished third. That's correct. Yeah, it was a two-way race for the two Republican commissioners oh, there, okay. and he was third. Oh, and I but, got you. I thought you made it sound like but there he were got, only two people running, and he... Billy, did I hear you say that you got more votes than the Democratic candidates did? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not unheard of, because we're about 64% uh, Republican in Union County. Well, that's pretty uh, good, though. I did beat out the incumbent John Mathias, though, but now it's not the time to revel in that. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, point being, though, that uh, there is a call for your kind of leadership and your remarks and opinions and conservatism. So uh, hopefully, uh, as time goes on, we'll hear more about that. Uh, when the governor began to shut things down, you felt strongly that this was uh, not an ideal solution. There's really a lot of facets to this, but uh, just a, a quick snapshot of your reaction action to Pennsylvania's partial shutdown. Yeah, I, I was opposed to it, uh, for the, and I think it was well intended. I, I, it's not my intent to criticize the governor just because he's a Democrat. I think a Republican governor might have done the same, the same or similar things, but I think it's short-sighted, and the reason, the main reason I think that is because it fails to distinguish. Um, number one, between uh, govern those businesses that are uh, vital and those businesses that are not vital. It pretends to distinguish between that, but as we all know, and as the listeners know, I think the economy is a very complicated and complex thing. Sometimes there are supply chain issues that we don't even realize how businesses can be interconnected. Um, I think the governor has realized that in retrospect, and that's why we've seen revisions of the shutdown order. But uh, I would I would have much preferred him just continue to give uh, strong urging for certain businesses to close and then allow local businesses who already know the nuances of their customer base and what they're providing and how it contributes to the economy to make those decisions themselves rather than a one-size-fits-all approach. Across the swath of Pennsylvania, many of whom were not even affected in terms of uh, of, being, of testing positive um, by this virus. 
What about the inequities in the current system? For example, I can't uh, go to a bar and have a glass of beer, but I can go to my supermarket and buy beer and wine. I can't go to uh, Best Buy to buy a TV set, but I can go in Target, which is open, and buy one there. It seems to me that we're creating winners and losers here, and maybe we shouldn't be. Well, I completely agree. And, you know, that's what government typically does, unfortunately. And it, it's not always on purpose. Most of the time, it's just it's coincidental that that's what happens. But, um, that you know, certainly you can say someone living in a row home, for instance, in Philadelphia with or an apartment complex with 300 other people who runs a tattoo shop just next door, that person is more likely to be considered non-self-sustaining and should shut down. However, a logger in the middle of Elk County who's producing logs, uh, an Amish logger at that, it, you know, was there for a time was going to be shut down. I think they're open again, but I'm not 100% confident. Um, so there, there are built-in inequities, and there's things that you don't realize. That logger sends logs to a baseball bat factory, you know, in, in Union Township, and folks would say, well, for goodness sakes, we don't need baseball bats right now. But what they don't realize is is the, that the offal or the waste that is produced through that factory is used to heat about 50 homes in our valley, and they don't have that fuel. They don't have heat. Uh, in addition, the sawdust from that factory is used to, as bedding in chicken houses and litter in chicken houses. If those chickens don't have litter, they die. And so, you know, our economy is just extremely interconnected, and business owners know that. Uh, they have sense. They, they, it's not the government isn't doesn't have, uh, you know, they don't have all the all the knowledge uh, that there is to have. They don't, and uh, so I think an order that leaves things to local decision making rather than a mandate, you know, broad brush approach from one side of the state to the other. Uh, would have been much preferred and actually legal. I don't believe that the Governor's Act was legal, and that's why we're seeing constitutional challenges. I think there have been four so far. Right. And what about this idea of rural versus urban? My Lawrence's worthless theory was always that we should have waited at least until we had more viruses around here, then lock down and sort of lock it in place. This idea of locking down, waiting and waiting and waiting for it to get here seems you know, tremendously hard, hard on businesses and so on. Could there not be maybe like a county-by-county county, uh, lockdown, something like that? Well, certainly, you know, the, the, the smaller uh, entities you can affect, the smaller groups, the, the better, the more nuance you're going to allow. Um, you know, we've had Montgomery County and the Philadelphia area experiencing this virus uh, in a horrible way for several weeks. However, we have yet to have a case. It may be today, but we have yet to have a case in the Northumberland Snyder area other than I've heard some anecdotal cases, but no actual tested positive. Um, so, you know, we could have remained open for a period of time to continue to support the economy uh, and produce things that are needed in the city. And the reality is as well that most people who live in rural areas have a substantial amount of food and resources uh, they have larger houses, they have deep freezers, you know, they have various things just not because they're hoarders, but just that's the way they uh, rural life is. You might live further away from the grocery store, and people in urban areas tend to, you know, buy their groceries, some some of them on a daily basis. And so 
the urban areas really needed us to stay open and productive as long as possible. And unfortunately, this sweeping order just didn't allow that. So how do you balance between human life and keeping things going? I mean, where, where should we draw the line? If it's been drawn incorrectly now, where would you put it? Well, I think you, you, I think you always have to leave that up to the individual. Unless, I mean, there are certain times, of course, where we agree as a society that we're going to force by taxation and take things away from the rich, basically, and give them to the poor. But... We do that sort of in a limited way. Um, we don't do it in a, in a demonstrable way. For instance, when someone has kidney failure, we don't force people to give them a kidney in order to uh, replace the kidney. Uh, why don't we do that? We don't spend 100% of our GDP on health care. Every life is important, but it's not so you know so important that it means that we can take the lives or put the lives of others by force at risk. Uh, if you want to run into a burning building and save the family, you can. And I would argue that you should. But I can't force you to risk your life for others. And I think in this case, we're not really we're not talking about greed when we're talking about a life-sustaining wage for the workers in, in, in our rural areas. They need this money to feed their families. And so it's not as if we can all just go on hold for a couple of months, uh, and and it's not as if the government has the kind of money uh, to bail us all out and to recreate this this GDP. They they can't do it, and we can't. And if we try to have them do it via debt, it's just going to it's going to skyrocket the debt at a much faster pace than it's already been, unfortunately, growing, and it's going it, to it's going to severely damage our future generations. Well, Billy, I know you and I would agree that personal responsibility plays a big part in all this, but personal irresponsibility is something that has to be considered, too. You and I might be very responsible and not go to the gym or go out shopping if we're sick or have a cold, but other people would. You know, how do we protect society from those people who would be irresponsible in a time like this? Well, I think, you know, strongly urging folks and giving as much information as possible, peer pressure as it were, um, those things have the, I think, have the best impact. Simply making a law, we can't uh, we can't police everything and just in the same way we say, as Republicans, we say, look, gun laws don't take the guns out of the hands of criminals, they just take the guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens. In this same in this same way, if we passed a law, for instance, that if you get caught coughing anywhere but into your elbow, you'll be arrested. <laughs> Who are the irresponsible are going to continue to do that? So, you know, I I just don't think that's feasible. What about the idea somebody uh, suggested yesterday that uh, we just quarantine everybody who's in an at-risk group? Don't quor- don't have everybody stand down and just have individuals who are in a high-risk group, maybe the elderly or, or whomever's at high risk, have them stand down, and the rest of us can go about our daily business. And, of course, we might get it, but we probably won't need hospitalization. Uh, what's your view on allowing a quarantine? Ship everybody who's uh, over 60 out to... S- the Seven Springs Resort or something and not let the virus in? Well, it's difficult, of course, to distinguish between who are really the most vulnerable and who are not. Um, I wouldn't be in favor of a forced quarantine of the older folks, but I think 
that that approach in general is a much better approach. In fact, it's the approach that Israel seems to be taking now. I saw a video by the defense minister in Israel that was proposing that sort of a thing. And that would certainly allow the rest of us uh, to continue to produce things in the qual- in the economy that the most vulnerable among us will need if they do uh, contract this virus. And we need to take a period of time here to build up immunity. Well, maybe you two didn't hear it, but this morning Governor Newsom reported that in California the majority of the new cases are in younger people, not older people. So that well, would mean we'd be quarantining different groups in different areas. No, I'm not. I'm not proposing that we. I, <laughs> That's I'm my not idea. Pro- <laughs> it's not <laughs> Billy's. <laughs> I'm not proposing that we um, that we force quarantine anyone, and and I don't think anyone's saying that just because a younger person gets it that that makes them more vulnerable. The people that are vulnerable are vulnerable before they get it. It's because of their age and their underlying health conditions. Uh, and I would expect, based on all of the social distancing and the, and the efforts that are being made around the world uh, to warn people about this, that as older people by nature and because of the warnings stay home, that we would see a rise in the percentage of the younger people who are getting this. And that's okay. They, they can survive it. They need to get it in order to build an immunity you know, throughout our society. Well, what are you folks doing in Union Township and, of course, in Union County where you had the township officials? What are you doing about public meetings? You know, that you have them advertised under the Sunshine Law. You have to have certain obligations. How are you going to handle those? Yeah, I mean, we're what we've done and for our meeting, what we've decided at least thus far, and it's really a case-by-case basis as far as the different townships all have authority to make their own decisions here under the law, but what we're doing is we, we're taking out a lot of the chairs in our public meeting room. We don't generally have a lot of public uh, participation of being a rural township, but we're going to, you know, kind of enforce social separation and distancing through the placement of the chairs. And we're also <clears throat> trying to have a very abbreviated meeting and only discuss those things that really are eminently important for this month. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep a track on that. If you need us to announce anything about it changes or in your public meetings, let us know. Anything else to add, Billy? I know that you've, you've got some organized thoughts on this, and we appreciate you sharing these today. Yeah, I just, um, you know, I just want to reiterate, I guess, that uh, I, I certainly think this virus is dangerous. I think it's important, and I think we should be doing individually everything we can. Um, But as always, I don't think the government has, number one, all the knowledge, or number two, uh, all the solutions. And so uh, let's make sure we're not uh, using this false premise that we can save certain people uh, when we harm everyone uh, by by damaging the economy, maybe irreparably or at least for a long, long time. Well, I think President Trump is getting a sense of that, uh, uh, saying that he hoped we'd be back to normal by Easter, and he continues to use the phrase, that, you know, is the cure worse than the virus? So uh, right. we'll we'll continue to follow this. We'll keep in touch, sir. We'll, we'll get you back in the studio ASAP. Thank you, Billy. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate Good help it. to you both. Take thank care. Thank you. Billy Allred, President of the Union County Association of Township Officials, speaking on his own behalf, I should <laughs> say. He also happens to be a Union Township Supervisor in Union County and a Winfield resident.
great Baptist, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to say I call him friend. So uh, we are going to take a what quick... What does he call you? Uh, an irritating <laughs> pest. Okay. And, uh, but, you know, at least he's honest. Yeah, well, shoot, that's where? Billy. That's Billy. <laughs> so, all right, 1-800-795-9565 is our open phone line. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. So what do you think of the president's approval rating of this issue? It's now at 60%. Well, good for him. I, you know, I think he uh, suffered from, a, you know, he sort of, I mean, he brought it all on himself when he had lower approval ratings because of some of the bombastic things that he would say and bullying and uh, cursing at rallies and that kind of thing. Well, you know, that includes 27% of Democrats believe he's doing a good job. Well, I think people like leadership. Look, you know, one of the reasons that half the people like him is because what did one of our listeners text? a decisive man of action or right. something like that, or assertive, assertive man of action. Well, I think that appeals to people when there's a crisis. Um, you may not like what the governor does, but most Pennsylvanians are complying with his order because he knows things we don't do, and so maybe this will help. I think it's the same thing with the president. You may argue that we won't be open by Easter, but I, th- I think right now that's an answer people are looking for is when, you know, where's my hope? I guess he's uh, trying to do that, sort of the calmer in chief. And of course, everything he says, Dr. Fauci says, well, not so fast. Oh, <laughs> CNN had a commentator yesterday that says, you can tell whether the president's telling the truth or not now by what Dr. Fauci does. Well, he looks down when he's lying and he looks at the audience or the reporters when he's telling the truth. One of my more rabid uh, Democratic friends who posted on Facebook that he needed a bucket to watch Fox News, implying he would throw up if he had to watch Fox News, posted another thing saying that an article from some spurious organization saying that Dr. Fauci was being targeted by the right wing because he dared to disagree with the president. Fauci himself gave an interview yesterday where he made it perfectly clear he and the president do not disagree on everything, that the president listens to what he has to say, and when he makes a recommendation, he takes it. But I think these people, these far left, loonies, and there are some far-right loonies, are really just trying to make political hay out of this. See what the hay, make hay. Okay, well, and I, I guess if I wanted to watch the president's news conference and say, okay, well, that's not true, this is not true, um, that's not what the president's there for, really, to, under these kind of circumstances, to be uh, the 
of course you want them to tell the truth, but I think we turn to presidents for more than that. We turn to them for a sense of calm that uh, even if it may not, quote, be under control per se, we are addressing this. Whatever will bring it under control, we're doing. If people don't have masks, we're trying to get them made. If if people, uh, if the pandemic is killing too many people or too many hospitals are full, uh, we're making sure that hospitals get built or hospital ships right. or whatever it has to be. I think people want to hear, I may not agree what the president does the rest of the year, but under these circumstances, I'm glad that he's he and the team and the vice president are, are working. Well, it doesn't like bother me. I told you before, it doesn't bother me when he surrounds himself by smart people and stays out of their way. Look, I, I, I think we've got to have some hope here. You cannot just gloom and doom every single day. I mean, you just, you can't do it. I mean, your psyche gets torn apart <laughs> because all you're dealing with is negative this, negative that. The president is holding out some hope of a return to normalcy. He's tempering that by putting around him people who are maybe not dis- not agreeing with him completely, but saying, as Dr. Fauci did, that the Easter date is aspirational. Yes, you can aspire to that, and I think the president is aspiring to returning the country to a time of normalcy when we can go back to work, when we can go out and breathe the air, go to school, do the things we've been doing, and live our lives again. If all he was doing was talking about how terrible everything is and that tomorrow's going to be worse than today. And or it's just like a cold, don't worry about it. <laughs> right. You know, we have, to, we have to have some hope thrown into this mix somewhere down the line. And I think that's what the president is doing. And I don't think Barack Obama, George Bush, or any other president would have done things much differently, to be honest with you. No, I like how Billy pointed out that a Republican president, you know, if Dick Thornburg or Tom Ridge were in there, uh, they took actions under emergency circumstances that a lot of people disagreed with, but they felt you had to take action. So that's what this president is doing. And please, if you disagree with me, call me right now. I disagree with you. I'm only kidding. <laughs> you don't have to call. You're right there. <laughs> so uh, we are uh, done for this side of the hour. So uh, we are. We have a call standing by. He's going to be first up uh, before we do the news headlines on the other side of the hour. Sorry about that. Uh, Joe and I had we're going to pop if we didn't get that off our chest. So uh, Bobby, stand by if you don't mind that. We'd appreciate that. We've got a half a dozen emails uh, pending. we got one text talking about martial law. But please stay in contact with us. Call us after the top of the hour, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. You're right in the middle of On the Mark, the WKOK Live telephone talk show. This is WKOK Sunbury, 9 a.m. Good morning. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me. We got Bobby standing by. Bobby, Bobby, you were so kind to wait through the break. We appreciate that. Good morning. You are on the mark. Yes, good morning, everyone. 
first off, uh, Mark, if you need an engineer to work on the 10,000-watt transmitter, I'd be glad to help you out. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll keep that in mind. Okay. Thank you. Also, uh, I wanted to um, um, you know, address the issue of the uh, uh, like the shutting down of the businesses and how and how they handled it and that the uh, the last person that was on the air the representative whatever and that had a good idea and that and whatnot but I mean it's uh, you know because each uh, business knows how they operate and. Um, so more or less put it out as an option, of course. Then, of course, when you're dealing with public safety, you know, uh, law enforcement and fire companies and, you know, and the highway department, so to speak, of getting around and stuff. So I think, you know, uh, um, those areas uh, of how we get around uh, should have been addressed. Sure, keep the keep essential businesses running and emergency responders. Yeah, good idea. All right, thank you so much, Bobby. Thank Hello. you, thank you for waiting. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much. On the mark, sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, Fourth Street, Sunbury, Route 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. While you cannot buy a car right now, you can get your car fixed. The quick lane is open. All the service bays are open. They'll still pump you up with nitrogen, align your tires, uh, paint it if it's uh, needs a paint job and they'll take good care of the Sunbury Motor Company. Go down there, ask for Kyle, and tell him that uh, Mark Lawrence sent you. Uh, you can find out more about them at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now wide open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. We do, news, uh, we do a full newscast here at this time. Governor Tom Wolf is allowing gun shops to reopen on a limited basis during the coronavirus pandemic after several justices of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said you cannot limit people's opportunity to buy guns absolutely. The governor's office says firearm dealers may now sell to an individual appointment time holder a limited hour, complying with social distance guidelines and taking other measures to protect employees and customers from the coronavirus. Uh, the Wolf also yesterday placed another county on a stay-at-home order. Erie County joins Monroe and Allegheny County with stay-at-home orders uh, in place. One business around here was warned by state police, shut down or else they could face a citation. State troopers aren't saying who or which business it was, but they say the warning was issued by Milton State Police Barracks in keeping with the governor's order that non-essential businesses closed down. Statewide troopers issued 27 warnings this week. Uh, two were issued in our broad region and one uh, by Milton State Police. The number of coronavirus cases in Pennsylvania continues to increase. There are now three Montour County residents who have coronavirus. Our correspondent Mark Sims has the latest. Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine announced 207 new cases of COVID-19 in Pennsylvania Tuesday. That compares to the 165 new cases announced Monday and brings the statewide total to 851 in 40 counties. With the number of new cases still rising exponentially, Levine was asked about President Trump's hope that the nation could reopen by Easter. We'll see if the numbers continue to rise, but there is every reason to believe that this increase will continue. We are uh, hopeful that the mitigation and prevention efforts that we've been implementing will help to cut off that peak so the surge is not quite as high. Levine says it's far too early for the state to change its three-pronged strategy to prevent and mitigate the spread of coronavirus. 
Hi, Mark. Sam. Some teachers in the Shikolami School District are missing their students so much they decided to hold a parade. The Social Distancing Teacher Love Parade is today. Steps off at 1230 in vehicles in and around the Sunbury area as the chief Shik teachers drive by the homes of the students. Hopefully the kids will be out there uh, waving, but everybody keeping their social distance. Uh, Van Kirk, the principal there, Todd Van Kirk, says teachers will line up at the Sunbury Ice Rink this morning and then do their parade. In case you missed it yesterday, CBS News business analyst Joe Schlesinger on the news line talking about the recession hanging on for a while. It will likely last at least through the first quarter, probably into the third quarter at best. And then in the summertime, things start to come back. And the worst case is that it lasts all year long because we're not doing a good enough job mitigating the response to the virus itself. She was anxious for lawmakers in Washington to pass the $2 trillion stimulus package. Some other headlines from Harrisburg. Hospitals, nursing homes, and child care centers are asking Pennsylvania state government for more money to avoid closures amid the surge in coronavirus-related demands. Uh, Pennsylvania State Corrections Officers Union wants the prison system to stop transferring inmates as a preventative measure during the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, Pennsylvania, as we mentioned, reporting more than 200 new cases yesterday, another death, the total death toll, seven individuals in Pennsylvania, and uh, more businesses are now officially in court challenging Governor Tom Wolf's order closing non-life-sustaining businesses, and lawmakers in Harrisburg also took another step toward delaying the April 20th primary election yesterday. So those are our, our news headlines. one 800 is our telephone number. You heard Billy Allred on the first part of the uh, show. I'm, I'm in agreement with him that we should have waited for this area to shut down until at least we had uh, the coronavirus uh, more prevalently in our area, then shut down. Of course, Lawrence, they call it Lawrence's Worthless Wisdom for another one. But he generally agreed that there must be some way to separate rural and urban areas. Uh, we are under the same restrictions as Montgomery County, where they have uh, hundreds of cases, and we of course have none in Union or Snyder counties as of now. Unless you believe as Representative Stephanie Borowitz does, Pennsylvania's House of Representatives, she is saying the coronavirus is a punishment from God. And she, she is suggesting a statewide day of atonement. Um, what did she call it? A, a day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> that's what I call lunchtime around. Why the humiliation? Any, I, I'm not a certain I understand well, that's that. that's personal. You know, you sort of turn the mirror on yourself. You know you are, uh, have not behaved ideally in the eyes of God, so um, it's kind of turn, well, turn it around a little bit. I guess. I mean, I'm speculating. In her resolution, Borowitz states, quote, the united cry of the nation will be heard on high and answered with blessings no less than the pardon of our national sins and the restoration of our new divided and suffering country to its former happy condition of unity and peace. What? Well, yeah, I was going to say, what was this former condition of unity and peace? Maybe after 9-11. But, that would have been it. Um, well, I also like, she, she, we're going to pick a time and date. It's like, uh, we know God's forgiving, so we're going to schedule a time when he can be forgiving. Right. On uh, March 30th, God, you will I, forgive yeah, us. Think, I'm not sure that, uh, I think there's a difference between God's time and our time. All right. Well, upper, let's do what we did yesterday. We'll read a letter right. and take a call and read a letter and take a call. Oh, if you want right. to join the letters, email us at onthemarket.com. Text us at 70236. Call one 800 795 Five.
Joe. Okay. Uh, one of our texters says, good morning. When stores were shut down over this pandemic virus that are not essential, they the ones that remained open should have only been able to sell food, paper supplies, and cleaning supplies. Well, let's hope medicines, too, in there, Bob. Uh, another one writer says, good morning, Joe and Mark. Mark, you need Joe Biden. He already said he will surround himself with the experts. I'm going to let that expert statement alone, because even experts differ in this crisis. So, Mark, you will be able to vote for him soon. You will get the expert you need for years to come. Hope you guys ask Alexa to sing you the hand-washing song <laughs> I did, She's Fun. Oh. I'm enjoying On the Mark. Wow. Is there a hand-washing song? There must be. I oh. don't know. Well, I saw that um, Sweet Caroline, uh, what's his name, um, who sang that? Oh, I can't think of his Terrell, name. Uh, James Taylor? No, no, Sweet Caroline. Uh, oh, that's terrible. Sweet Caroline, you know the song. Not James Taylor? No. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond, oh, thank, thank you. you. Neil thank Diamond you. has rewritten that song to include hand washing now, so... I give him a lot of credit for that. I wonder if I can get Alexa in the hand-washing song here. All right. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. What you can say? Huh? I was going to do it. I have Alexa on my phone. Okay, Google. What's the hand-washing song? Alexa, sing the hand-washing song. It says, Lawrence, you're in the dead spot. Alexa, sing the 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 hand-washing song. Uh, This is silly. Peggy, go right ahead. (laughs) You're on the mark. Thank you for waiting. Well, along the hand-washing um, song, I'm uh, a, a registered nurse, and you sing happy birthday during your hand-washing. And if you can sing happy birthday at least once or twice, then you've done the uh, length of time you need to for hand-washing. Gotcha. Okay, so anyway, um, after going around the first time for medical appointments during uh, the start of the uh, 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 COVID vi- virus uh, um, situation. Um, I discovered I went from Sunbury to Lewisburg uh, to the medical clinic, and uh, the Geisinger runs. And, and uh, while I was waiting for <laughs> the restroom, out came a state trooper. So I says, "Okay," in his uniform. So I said, "They must be out patrolling, seeing who's out and about, etc." Also, um, I also have been going grocery shopping, etc. But not just Sunbury. Uh, last night we went to Lewisburg, and uh, we decided to take a little road trip. And we went from Sunbury, after doing downtown errands, to Lewisburg, then to New Columbia, then back to Lewisburg, then back to Sunbury. Also, uh, was it Sunday, uh, after listening to the church service in the morning on the radio, uh, we went uh, to our parents' and grandparents' cemetery graves and walked around there, because there weren't that many people, you know, so that was great. And also, uh, we've been twice to the Shikolami Marina for picnics. Okay, when there weren't a whole lot of people around, keeping our social distance. And by the way, on our trip yesterday, we stopped and said hello to Sam Mitchell. Oh, and wow. Him on our way okay. up to Lewis. Well, how's he so doing? We kept our social distance, but he was glad to see us and hear from us. How's okay. Sam doing? Uh, he's doing great. And he's oh, listening every day to On the Mark. Okay. And um, anyway, I told him to enjoy his scene of the river there. Right. Swing with, with the river at his house. That's what I would do. Okay. And anyway, um, also, um, I wanted to say that um, along the hope, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, when I was living in the D.C. area, I had the uh, honor and privilege of meeting him, and he is one terrific man. And oh. um, I agree with what you said about looking 
away when the president may not be telling the truth. <laughs> so, he, he's telling anyway, you, he's telling you. By the way, then anyway, <laughs> okay. for the most part. But to make a long story short, um, as far as bringing the nation to its knees, I'm also a born-again Christian. And I believe that um, uh, God did not cause the virus, but I believe he's allowing it to bring our nation to its knees to... Go back to God. Okay. okay. Thank you. During this time. Thank, Thank you, you. Yeah, well said, Now, here's, here's the hand-washing song. Okay. Oh, well, no, you, okay, Grandpa. Wait, so I got it here. Why don't we take a call? <laughs> All right. Well, I had it a second ago. and One of our listeners sends a note uh, says, uh, let's see. Here's how we're spreading this. Here's why social distancing makes sense. Symptoms of the... Oh. Wash your hands. Everybody. Everybody. Wash your hands. So here's a song. Sing along. Tell germs no. Grab the soap. Make soap bubbles on the double. Halfway there. Give a mean stare to all the germs. Make them squirm. Say goodbye. Don't be shy. Rub a dove. Give a good scrub. Suds a plenty. Now you're at 20. And there you have the hand washing song. That's 20 seconds. You play that and you wash your hands and you should be good. I am in. Well, you touch your phone with your dirty hands, and then you touch your phone with your clean hands, and guess what? You defeated the purpose. <laughs> All right, one of our good listeners sends us a note. Says, "Here's why social distancing works." Uh, Joe, read just these two, if you don't okay. mind. Okay. Here's their math. Symptoms of the respiratory illness develop on an average of five days after infection. During those five days, called the incubation period, the virus can spread. If the rate of spread is the same for those with and without symptoms, then one infected person transmits the virus to 2.5 other people on average, and those 2.5 people each transmit it to 2.5 more people, and so on. Within 30 days, 406 people would be infected. Social distancing that reduces interaction by 50% would have the chances of spreading the virus. So one person would only affect 1.25 other people on average, and there would be only 15 infected people in 30 days. Signer calculated. Don't know what that means. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, Caller, stand by. We're going to take a quickie break, and we're going to have appropriate bumper music, I'm told, when we come back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Out. For the soap. Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't touch me. I won't touch you. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> now the chorus. Thank you so much, Rob. Fabulous bumper music. You can always count on Rob for that. Mike, you are on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Hey, you're welcome. 
you know, with uh, being stuck in my house and everything, it, it seems like a, a day is a week and a week is a month or so. So my memory's not real good. But it seems to me that when the virus finally started uh, in earnest here in the United States, the big push was to lower, flatten the curve. In other words, they were worried about our hospital systems being overwhelmed, okay? And no beds to take care of the people. And, and that's why we had to extend this thing out. And then that kind of died down. And now we're, we're taking drastic actions based on what they call the hot spots in this country, you know, New York City, some of the other uh, metropolitan areas. But in my mind, we, we, we have hot spots, but the real problem is hot people. You know, the people like myself and my wife that are uh, elderly and have underlying conditions, we're the ones that are, that are going to put the strain on the medical system if, it's, if there is going to be a tremendous strain. So I think that everything we're, we're taking, I'm not going to say we're taking the wrong approach, but what I'm going to say is the focus, concentrated approach should be on taking care of the hot people. Now, granted, I'm, I'm glad to finally be a hot person for once in my life and my wife too, but I, in all seriousness, I, I think the focus has to be on protecting the most vulnerable people that would overload our system as opposed to trying to protect everybody by making them stay inside. Do you agree with that or not? Yeah, I do, and I think that's what uh, Billy had talked about, this idea that uh, what are we doing, you know, we're, we're, the whole economy is going to grind to a halt so that we can take good care of, uh, you know, 10% of our population, which I agree, we should take good care of them, but wouldn't it be, I think Billy said, wouldn't it be easier to lock them down or make sure that they're ultra-cautious, while the rest of us, uh, us younger folks that can get the disease and survive it, uh, or like my father says, he's 98, says, it won't kill me, I assure you, I've been to too much. They won't be the coronavirus. <laughs> so, but in any event, um, the uh, yeah, the, the, you know, I I su- or somebody suggested shipping everybody who's in a vulnerable group out to the Seven Springs Resort because it's nice and isolated. But my mom, who's smart about this kind of thing, says, well, eventually somebody will transport food there, or a person, a staff person, will bring it in, and then you'll lose your sound quarantine. But you're right. It, it's it, well, and this is what the president talks about. You know, is the cure far worse than the disease so um yeah food for thought thank you mike thanks mike if i could mention unintended consequences here sure too. uh you know i mean there's going to be unintended consequences that we can't even imagine right now and one of the things is these blue states with the high uh, pension liabilities that are unfunded the high debt the high taxes in the, in the large metropolitan areas think of the number of people that are finally have going to say this is enough and I'm moving to Tennessee or Alabama or somewhere because I don't want to go through this again. Someplace where there's no shutdown, in other words? Well, yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, maybe no shutdown, but at a minimum, not having to take the subway to work and touch the metal surfaces there. I guess, Not yeah. having to put up with the masses of people trying to crowd into one. I would such suggest that. Wyoming, then. <laughs> All right. Thank Wyoming? you. Thank you, Mike. You guys take care now. Yep, appreciate the call. Chris, thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Yeah, I, I guess Joe's one of those guys that the president was talking about, that uh, if he doesn't get back to his gym in a couple of weeks, he's going to commit suicide. Not suicide, but I miss no, it. I miss the routine. Suicide's because of the recession I think slash what, depression. I think the the whole point that I was trying to make is that they say a, a, an, an expanded yeah, well, immune system. Yeah, I was trying to make was about the president thinking that people are going to have mass suicides, and, and if it's not, <laughs> well, I mean, the president the would matter. Weeks, that's the part I was making ridiculous. 
you, Joe. So how do you how do you account I for the fact that sixty percent of the sixty Repo- percent of the people in the country think the president's doing a good job on this issue, including twenty seven percent of Democrats? And I think the evidence clearly shows they're wrong, or else they have very low standards about what a president needs to be doing. Well, that's obvious. Twenty seven percent of them are Democrats. What? 27% of the people who think the president's doing a good job are Democrats. Yeah, well, that's because he's, he's done something serious at last. He's recognized it as a serious problem. But he, the way he's dealing with and it... And that is, that is good, but he really... The, the point is he really hadn't done anything. Uh, he's done very little, little to help the situation. Well, everybody's praising Governor Cuomo for his leadership, and yet he could have bought 15,000 mask respirators, and he didn't do it. You know, there's a lot of blame uh, here. I need the details on that one. There, that I was don't a, know him. I can't argue with you about that. Well, I mean, let's face it. There, there are people doing the best they can, and I'm willing to give them a, cut them a break. I'm not going to point a I finger. I believe there are people doing the best they can, and probably the president's doing the best he can, but he'd be much better if he just got out of the way. What he didn't do is, you know, he put the restrictions on China. Right. That wasn't a bad thing, and he got almost no criticism for it, despite what he says. Right? He got some criticism from Democrats. Very little. Very little. You have to... I never even heard anyone it happened, and I follow the news. I, did you hear anyone it happened? There were stories on the news at the time. I don't remember who it was, but they were yeah, Democratic very, leaders. Very, very dim memories of any... Exactly. There really wasn't. Then, then he did nothing. I mean, if he'd done he, that, bought us some time, but it didn't save any lives, probably, because what he did, he didn't do anything in the the few days that saved. The the virus was already in the United States. They and their whole thing about uh, I don't know what kind of tests they were doing on the people who were coming back from China. But they, the test, the test they do was a bad test at the time because the, the, the initial test was messed up on. And it takes five days to get results. And they didn't keep those people locked up for five days. I don't even know if they asked them to self-quarantine for five days. And then that next set of people that came back, they kept in a crowded room. For uh, for twenty for uh, twenty four eighteen hours. All right, we got another so you, caller waiting. They let them go. So you're on. saying the and president made this he, decision? Held, Hold, on, this. Hold on, men. Hold on, Chris. If Chris. He, Chris. 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 Yeah. We got a, another oh, caller go waiting. So go ahead and wrap up. Go ahead. Okay. If he had done anything useful, you would have heard about it because he brags about every little thing he did. Where were the mass orders then? Where were the ventilators? Where was the preparation for personal protective suits? They were non-existent. And where were the governors who were supposed to be doing that? The president's the not the orderer. The governors were doing it. The governors, they can't fight each other for the suits. They are. The, you need the federal government to be able to distribute them to the areas that most need them at a particular time. The governors can only get ones for their own states, and then they're competing with each other. It depends... It demands federal action. 
Joe. So who's going to make and the decision? Who's going to make you understand? Chris, that? would you listen for one minute? I mean, your mouth I goes a hundred miles an hour. The president can't make the decision to hand it out to New York instead of Wyoming. I mean, everybody's got him. That that's making the president responsible for determining who lives and who dies. And I don't think that's his right or responsibility. The states have a certain responsibility to their residents to be prepared. That's why there are statewide emergency disaster plans. If the governors don't have them and don't implement them, then that's that's on them. It's not on the president of the United States. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Really appreciate the call. Debbie, thank you for waiting. Last caller before a quickie break. You're on the mark. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I think we're all in this together, and we're all doing the best that we can. And, in fact, we've never been in this situation. But I have a concern with whoever is the person that is allowing uh, the prisoners to be brought to Pennsylvania, to Allenwood and Lewisburg. There's already one person that's uh, confirmed with the virus. Uh, why, at a time like this, when there is a pandemic, would someone in government approve transfer of all these prisoners? I mean, I, I, I know Fred Keller's working on this very much. But uh, what's happening here? Well, the, the Federal Bureau of Prisons says they are at liberty to transfer inmates from any prison to any prison anytime they wish. And they apparently... Without any congressman approving the Right, added. right. And the president has nothing to do with it either. So the fact is that they want the disease spread out. Instead of all of the coronavirus at one prison, they want it spread out at various prisons. So that's why they're doing it. They, you know, they want to get people out of the hot spots and into places that... That aren't infected yet, so it, it makes but no it sense. Doesn't make sense. Right, it makes no sense. It's dangerous for the public and it's dangerous for the staff. So, who? Well, I, what I'm trying to say is, who is this person that is making these disastrous decisions? Well, think about uh, this. For, think about this for a second. It may be that the institution where they are is overloaded with cases, and they need to treat these people. They don't want to put them in regular hospitals and put other people at risk, so they transfer them to facilities that have beds available for treatment, uh, but they're out of the area. Doesn't that make sense? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Not if you work at the prison or you live here. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. You, if you, you know, need extra beds Union, or extra staff, build them in that prison. Union County and Northumberland County so far haven't had uh, any cases of the virus. Well, now that someone has been transferred here, and now now Union County has a, a, a case of it. Maybe they don't consider them a resident yet, so that's why you still get a zero. You know, technically, <laughs> as of yesterday, they were still a resident of New York State. Then they were brought here. Maybe that residency hasn't caught up yet. But when it does, then, well, of course, we will have a positive case in Union County at one of the prisons. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Really appreciate the call. All right, Chris is back on the line, so he's going to get another minute at least. Van is waiting. Uh, We got an email. Uh, This go ahead and read the email, and then we'll take the break. Go ahead. Okay. It says, Joe, I and this was our discussion yesterday about keeping gyms open. Joe, I did some research on gym cleanliness. Interesting results. Fitrated, a company that rates gym equipment, hired a lab to research several gyms for overall cleanliness. Stationary bikes they found are thirty time thirty nine times more bacteria than plastic cafeteria trays. Treadmills have 74 times the bacteria level as a water faucet. Free weights, 362 times more bacteria than a toilet seat. 
Well, that's fortunately I don't lift either toilet seats or free weights, so I guess I'm okay there. This is no reflection on you, your gym. Just one article I found by Googling gyms and cleanliness, and part of the headline, pretty disgusting. My retirement job for 17 years working at a fitness center. There are signs. There are cleaning materials. Workers clean this equipment. The bottom line, does every person getting off their piece of equipment, walking away from a weight rack or machine, a mat, or properly clean properly clean them after the workout? The answer is no. If you looked at each piece, would things look clean? Pretty much so. Would you see germs or bacteria? You uh, would. Uh, your answer is no to that question. One last comment. I would find this pretty much the same from gym to gym throughout this and every area. All right. We'll okay. take a quickie break. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark 1 800 795 9565 is our open line. Van is the next caller. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Hanging in there, hey, Van. It's How Van. About you? Welcome back. Thank you, sir. It just uh, something President Trump said yesterday. He alluded to the, the thing about the flu, how he never shut down during any, any flu. And just checking online, you know, checking, making sure the statistics he was throwing out yesterday are valid, which they are, you know, pretty much on average about 30,000 people here in the U.S. die from flu-related illness each flu season. And right now we're seeing worldwide there's 19,650 deaths, according to the website I'm looking at right now. And the cases for coronavirus worldwide are 438,000 which is way less than what what we have during you know a regular flu season in this country. You know, and hospitalizations and stuff with the flu seem to be way higher than than what the COVID-19 is doing. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think what's happening is hospitals are getting overwhelmed immediately, you know, so that's the one thing. And then the, well, the, they keep talking about the lack of a respirator. I mean, that's those are two I, things of the many I, things that makes this different. Yeah, well, the hospitals, not in Pennsylvania, though. There's, you know, I know people that work in hospitals, and they're not being overwhelmed with, with COVID-19 patients. Right, no argument there. That's because we shut down and we're flattening that curve. Yeah, but uh, it's like like President Trump said that. What are we going to continue to have things shut down, or are we, we going to allow the people to get back to work? Because statistically, and the statistics don't lie, statistically the flu is worse than the COVID nineteen. You know, when when you're dealing with something, this has been broke out for how long over in China since back in November, and you know their their statistics right now is 
is not even close to being as high as what flu is here in America on an average year. That now China, if you can trust them, they're reporting a little over three thousand deaths there. Now that's nothing compared to the the flu season, which has averaged thirty thousand every year, pretty much consistent for the past decade. Globally, you mean not in the U.S. No, I mean in the U.S. US. Thirty thousand per year. That is the statistics that. President Trump referred to yesterday that it's as high as 60,000 also, which those numbers may seem high, but that's what, and it's not just one website saying that, there's a bunch of websites saying that. So the the thing that I don't understand is why this, this scare basically to people and why we're acting like we are. And if this thing would, would be increasing at an exponential rate, and just use this for an example, this was said to me quite a while ago that if you had a choice right now, if I offered you a million dollars right now, or I would give you a penny today, and we would just double that penny every day for a month. So that means day one, you have a penny, day two, you have two, day three, you have four, and so on, and keep doubling that. Would you take the penny, and then for one month, Take what you end up with, or would you take the million dollars? Oh, baby, give me the penny. Can we <laughs> That's do, right. Can we yeah. do That's this? That's right, because Let's it ends up it. being over like <laughs> $5.7 million because it's an exponential thing. Now, if, if this is truly, this COVID 19 is truly a disease that is, you know, going on an exponential rate at this stage in China, they should have way more than the 81,000 cases that... Yeah, but they are, shut they shut down, they flatten their curve. I, I, don't, I understand that you, you know that this is going to grow exponentially, but it isn't because we've shut down. No, but, but the thing is, we've, we've not shut down. We've, we've told people to stay home. We've told people to, you know, go ahead and quarantine themselves. You know, like people leaving New York, they're, they're supposed to, like, quarantine themselves for 14 days where they're at. Do you really think people are going to do that? And the thing of it is, it only takes one. And the example I gave you is just one person that would have COVID-19 that would, on the first day, transmit that to another person. And then just to have it go out and carry out that, that time for 30 days, each person contacting someone else. And the thing of it is, you can have this thing, what they say, up to 14 days without showing any signs of it. Now, there was a, a person at a Wendy's, and I don't know, someplace in Pennsylvania, I don't forget what town it was, that was diagnosed with COVID-19. So how much exposure did they have to food that they handed out a drive-through window to people? And again, this is an airborne pathogen, so you can wear gloves, but you're, if the person is breathing on the, the, the food or on the, the wrappings of the food or on the, you know, the, the soft drink container or whatever... It's passed that way. Oh, well, my All wife right. so, worries about the cardboard boxes. Pizza come in, comes in. She has me wipe them down before I bring them into the house. <laughs> Sound advice. But, All right. Thank you so yeah. much, Van. Thank you very much. Really appreciate. Think, it. Yeah, good point. Yeah, a lot of people don't buy any of but this. But here, here's the issue. I think it's a lot easier for us to practice social distancing here than it is for people in New York City. New York City's density is far greater than ours here. Because everybody's so they, crammed. That's in. why I think they have a hot spot. Not that they they haven't done the things they needed to do. I think they have up to a certain 
certain degree, but, you know, they're just at a serious disadvantage because of the large numbers of people there. All right. Text. These two are together right here. Uh, One says, if President Trump was able to cure cancer, Chris would find fault. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's one. Um, Did anyone really know how this virus was going to affect us? As I understand totally new, I don't think any president could have been correct on all points. I think officials were trying to not create panic, uncharted territory. And that's true. Uh, Another one says, inmates in prison are ordered by a judge to be sent from county to state prisons. The state determines when this happens, the best I know. But here we're talking about the federal government moving federal prisoners in, are we not? Well, and certain state inmates are getting transferred. Apparently that's somewhat routine, but folks want that to stop, too, because uh, nobody's being tested before they get shipped. So there may be segregation needs in terms of violent offenders and people who are at risk. They may be doing that to try and prevent the spread within the prison population. If they don't act, you know, I could see a spate of lawsuits being brought by families of prisoners who succumb to their Ill, succumb to this illness this being suing the state because they didn't take proper precautions. Chris, you're back on the mark. You get another minute. Yeah, the, if, if President Trump had done a miracle, I wouldn't give him any credit. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, that's just like, yeah. Uh, if you say assume something's impossible, that it's impossible, then anything is true, so you can say that. But it, it makes no sense at all. I even have said on the air a couple of things Trump did good, and that tr- closing down the, the China, at least the areas of the, where the disease was, as far as he did, which wasn't a complete ban by any means, was a good thing. But the point was the virus was probably already in the United States. That's what he was told. When, he, when there were only 15 cases, he said he would have it down to zero, but he did nothing to get it down to zero because they hadn't done the testing where you could actually find out what's going on. He still hasn't I done the remember. testing. Uh, That's Australia your managed to do testing and control it pretty well. Chris, your time's now, up. Korea turned it around <laughs> real fast with testing. Chris, your time's up. You're over a minute. Uh, enough. To <laughs> yeah, and the governors did do a good job, but... They can't control what the CVC and the CDC and the and the and a national policy, Joe. That is just ridiculous. Okay, All right. thank Thanks. you so much. Well, I'll, I'll just tell you the story that I saw on that. The president uh, made the comment about the masks in New York State. Uh, former Governor, Lieutenant Governor Betsy McCauley, I, that's a, how she pronounces her name, who said that in 2015, Governor Cuomo and other state officials learned that in a potential pandemic, New York would need 18,000 ventilators but only had 2,000 on hand. Then State Health Commissioner Howard Zucker assembled a task force for rationing the ventilators they already had that recommended that the state not purchase the 16,000 ventilators because there weren't enough doctors and medical personnel to operate them. So this is the kind of stuff that's going on here. They're more interested in pointing fingers at one another than in actually solving the problem and making rational decisions. One of our listeners sends us a note, says one person isn't infecting just one other person. The estimation now is that any person infected with this virus will infect three other people, which leads to an exponential growth of the uh, growth of the epidemic. Yeah, and that will far outstrip, if, if unstop, this would far and triple and exponentially outstrip the flu. I know it's less than the flu now because we've stopped it in its tracks, but uh, it is uh, it would be far worse than the flu. And we're having a normal flu year without taking extraordinary precautions. And we still have flu cases despite so, all this. 
Yes. All right. Well, what what happens then with the 1.5 people who are infected instead of the three, or if there are three or four? Right. How do you ever stop it? I mean, just staying at home. Somebody's yeah. going to be out. Somebody's going to come in contact. You keep with these the number people. of people who are getting it as low as possible, so you don't overwhelm your hospitals. Right. If, if you that's do, the goal. If you do nothing, well, what there's what 300 million, well, 300 plus million people in the U.S. You do not have a million ICU beds. You know, I don't know know what the number is, but you don't have... But have you heard this number? I mean, I haven't heard the number. What percentage of the people who get this wind up needing more serious medical attention? Oh, it's like 8% or something. 8%? Yes, 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 yes. So... They need to be hospitalized. 92% of the people who get it have no symptoms, need no extraordinary treatment. Is that what they're saying? And you have a million hospital beds, and through your math, you just figured out that you're going to need 300 million... Hospital? No, I'm sorry. Three no. million ICU beads to take care of it. If you don't check it, you They're just let it go. They're all going to need the ICU. Every one of them is going to no, need no, the no. ICU. No, no, no. Ninety percent, as we pointed out, will not need the ICU, but three million will. You do not have three million ICU beds. You but only have about a million. They're not going to all be there at the same time. In theory, what I'm saying is people get better, or unfortunately, they pass away. So, I mean, at some point, one bed is cleared, another person fills the bed. Have we really so done an assessment of exactly what we? need. And uh, that's a fine number to throw out there, but is it accurate? Uh, it's based on what's actually happening. It's not based and on... And is it based on practicing in, you know, uh, shelter in place, or is it based on normal activity? You know, uh, what, what I'm not It's based getting, on normal activity. Is what it would what be I'm if we getting. did nothing okay. to stop it. Right. It would be far, far, far worse than the flu. It would be a flu like never before. It would be the flu on steroids. It would be like the Spanish flu of 1918. It would wipe out the whole country. Yeah. Well, then we don't have a problem. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who will spend those stimulus checks? <laughs> On the other hand, you might inherit one from somebody. All right, we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Let's take things clockwise, upper right-hand corner, Joe. Okay. Please inform the caller who made the statement that coronavirus is no more serious than the normal yearly flu to pay closer attention to the medical professionals who are on Fox News Daily. The coronavirus is extraordinarily three times as contagious as the common flu. On another note, I am the mother of a son who is a correctional officer at USP in Lewisburg, and I am a retiree. I think it is despicable to learn that the so-called brains of the operation at the Federal Bureau of Prisons have made a decision to spread the problem to this area by sending these prisoners here. This puts all of us in danger. Once the officer's shift is over and they begin to travel throughout the area, what happens? The virus is carried out to pay, pay a visit on us. What a dirty trick. 
And then a texter says, good morning. This is like being in a war. Now people can see how it, it affects people in other countries, minus the bombs. The war will be over soon. Uh, soon. Be patient. I think we will learn from this. Thanks. Now, I hope you're right. And, Dale, you are on the mark. There you go, Dale. You're on the yeah. mark. I, I mean, just to give you a, a clear perspective on what, what the whole thing was, five weeks ago I told you they ripped the label off Coca-Cola and put Pepsi on it. It's basically it's the flu. That's all it is. Oh, but okay. the whole thing is this is an attack on a private sector middle class, okay, because right now it's only going to be the rich and the poor. Understand how this happened. The stock market, all the rich pulled their money out but the middle class yeah. doesn't get this, the coronavirus? Just the rich this and the poor. Pat, no, the virus ain't got nothing to do with it. It's just, and it's, it's just to make two classes of, of people, the rich and the poor, okay? Because understand what the PR department for the rich is Fox News and CNN. So once they get this check and this bonus and all like this, okay, the PR department, the corporation, they're going to start tampering this down. You're not going to hear much about it. But basically, the only, only thing this hurt is the middle class, the private sector. So now everybody's going to get their check and go spend it at a corporation. Well, where's, so I would just tell you. We're, we're in a world of cheese CIA. here, aren't we, Dale? We're in a world of cheese. Yeah, yeah, this is all CIA. <laughs> Look at YouTube, CIA 1984. Cheese. This was supposed to happen a while ago, but... Uh, the Wait a the CIA is doing this? I thought it was the Bar Association. Yeah, well, the CIA runs the Bar Association out of Chicago. Oh, okay. Look at the headquarters of the Bar Association. It's in Chicago. It's facilitated through the CIA. So we have court reform. I had no men. idea. I had no idea. You didn't, right. you didn't know we had middlemen? You didn't know we had middlemen? And the middlemen for the CIA is all... Oh, come on, Joe. Pay attention. Jeez. I'm trying. I'm Wake trying to hang on if to we it. Wiped out, if we wiped out half of the lawyers... You'll see the middle class grow, and that's all this is about. It's, it's about temp, tampering things down. All I just say is goodbye, middle class. Do you remember Shakespeare? Do you ever read Shakespeare? His one of one of his famous lines is first thing we do, kill all the lawyers." You buy that? <laughs> Sound advice. He's no. Not. I wouldn't say kill anybody because I don't have nothing against anybody personally. But this is just understand mm-hmm. what the ramifications is. All middle class private sector getting destroyed. All right, we got you. Thank you so much. And we're going to be left with a big ball of cheese. That's going to be it. Paid for by the Bar Association. Right. (laughs) All right. Is this an email? Uh, Yes, I believe it is. Oh, hurry up. All right, Tom says, looks like our greed has finally left us totally unprepared for this crisis. We need masks and gowns for our doctors and nurses. However, we sent all of our sewing factories overseas years ago. It's impossible to convert factories to the needs like they did in World War II when there is nothing to convert. We have serious issues like this in thousands of areas, including our military, which gets all of its electronics for its fighting machines from folks that don't care too much for us. It's time this country wakes up, but I doubt it will. We need to get rid of this for-profit health care system also. The problems it creates have been brought to the forefront. If you can't see that, then you're blind with greed. Signed, Tom. Joe is blind with greed. He's upper middle class retiree, so don't... Don't mess with my cheese, uh, buddy. Your net worth is plummeting. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK News Time 10 a.m.